when it comes to men's underwear, if you aren't wearing Tommy John's, you're not achieving your best comfort level. I don't know why they don't come to me. I mean, I'm probably the most, it would be most comfortable hearing underwear talk from me, don't you think? I think everyone in the world wants to hear you talking about the hammock pouch Yeah, I think so too. Uh, too. I'm sure. Especially the ladies. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, No. (laughs) Um, So uh, they've got the air mesh interior hammock. They've got the moisture wicking fabric. They've got four times the stretch of competing brands. You probably know uh, some of the stuff, but the bottom line is they're the perfect fit. You're absolutely going to love them. And uh, Tommy John does not have customers. They have fanatics. And once you get a pair of Tommy John, you're not going to want to go any other direction. Uh, Really cool added bonus. Shipping and returns are free because every pair is backed by the Tommy John's best pair you'll ever wear or it's free guarantee. Tommy John's anniversary month. So whether you're trying them for the first time or a longtime fan, you get 25% off site-wide right now at TommyJohn.com slash Beck. Go to TommyJohn.com slash Beck today for 25% off. TommyJohn.com slash Beck. See site for details. Radio show starts here in just a second. Welcome to the Glenn Beck Program. We have uh, some news for you on your finances. We're going to talk a little bit about ESG, mainly around what Elon Musk just said. Elon Musk said, I'm increasingly convinced that corporate ESG is the devil incarnate. Kind of a bold statement from him. I back him up on that. Also, another piece of Elon Musk news remember last week he was talking about maybe i just start a competition to twitter maybe i just you know what i gotta start my own social media and then he decided i'm gonna become the major shareholder in twitter he now owns more shares of twitter than anyone else so far it is a silent partner he's uh, doesn't get any board seats but that could change are we on the verge of real freedom of speech again in the mainstream? We begin there in 60 seconds. Looking back at the uh, world of cyber safety in 2021, it was a big year for data breaches. LinkedIn, the public uh, information scrape, was more than 700 million. The adult webcam site, StripChap, I didn't even strip chat. Oh, okay. Had 200 million of its records stolen by cyber criminals. The importance of identity theft protection has never been more vital. It is important to understand how cybercrime and identity theft are affecting your life. 
Now, nobody can prevent everything, but I will tell you that LifeLock is there. They will help detect a wide range of identity threats, like your social security number on sale at the dark web. If they detect that your information has potentially been compromised, they send you an alert and give you access to a whole team of restoration specialists if you become a victim. So, get LifeLock by Norton now. Save up to 25% off your first year by using the promo code BECK. 1-800-LIFELOCK, 1-800-LIFELOCK or lifelock.com and use the promo code BECK. So, uh, Elon, Elon Musk, um, I'm increasingly convinced that corporate ESG is the devil incarnate. This is really good news. There are some people that are now big players that are starting to talk about this uh, as a reality. I mean, there is such a disconnect. Anyone who tells you this is not what's going on. It's no longer Glenn Beck's crazy theory and Glenn Beck's crazy book. There are so many people, and for instance, um, NYU professor of finance, Aswath, uh, is it Damaran, has been writing about ESG. Listen to what he said. When I first wrote about ESG two years ago, I did so because I was skeptical of the unquestioning belief that people had in its success. Amen. This is this is one of the things that really bothers me about this is everybody is just so convinced that this is all going to work when they're talking about when I first read the World Economic Forum website and they were unveiling all of their plans. When I got to the food thing, I realized these people are criminally insane. They are criminally insane. You're going to take. 10,000 years of farming and flush it down the toilet and come up with a new system of farming, literally from seed to plate. And you're going to do that in eight years? Really? Wow. That's not criminally insane or criminally arrogant at all. Anyway, he said, I initially believed that it was a flawed concept that needed fixing. But after two years of interactions with people who claim to know the concept really well, but don't seem capable of making solid cases for it and witnessing its takeover by well-heeled entities with agendas, I'm convinced that there will soon be room for only two types of people in the ESG space. The first will be the useful idiots, well-meaning individuals who believe that they are advancing the cause of goodness as they toil in the trenches of ESG measurement services, ESG arms of consulting firms, and ESG investment funds. The second will be the feckless knaves who know fully well the void behind the concept, but see an opportunity to make money. I know those are not edifying choices, but I don't see any good ones other than leaving the ESG space completely. Good luck. That's uh, pretty damning. Now, let's couple this to the real world. CNBC uh, has just run a, uh, a, an op-ed, A New World Order is Emerging and the World is Not Ready for It. 
This is written by the chief executive officer of the Atlantic Council. And so, you know, somebody who was like, yay, world order. Uh, But he says that we're not ready for it at all. He said, um, are we ready for the new world order? That's the provocative title of the panel that led off the ambitiously named World Government Summit uh, last week. And it was framed to suggest that a new world order is emerging and the world's not ready for it. There has been a proliferation of writing about who will shape the future world order since uh, Vladimir Putin launched his invasion in Ukraine. Uh, The tempting conclusion, should Ukraine survive as an independent, sovereign and democratic country, the U.S. and Europe-backed forces will regain momentum against the uh, previously ascendant Russian-Chinese forces of authoritarianism, oppression and, in at least Putin's case, evil. I think we can say that about China, too. Can we can we pony up maybe to the big boy table just for a second and say, yeah, I think we can call the regime in China evil. Uh, Sounds like good news, but there's a downside. My conversations in Dubai at the World Government Summit and the Atlantic Council's Global Energy Forum show little enthusiasm or conviction for this bifurcated vision of the future. The Middle Eastern participants have no interest in abandoning abandoning relations with China, the leading trading partner for Saudi Arabia and the United Arab Emirates, or breaking with Russia, which established itself as a force to be reckoned with when it saved Syrian President Bashir al-Assad through its military invention in its war. Beyond that, our Middle East partners have lost confidence in America's commitment to global leadership or confidence following last year's botched Afghanistan withdrawal. They're also experience whiplash from the Trump administration that trashed the nuclear deal with Iran to Biden's administration, which they feel is pursuing it without sufficiently factoring in Tehran's regional aggression. In all my many years in the Middle East over the years, I have never heard this level of frustration from Mideast government officials with American policymakers. So he goes on to talk about how there have been now three attempts to organize the world. And he said it was the Treaty of Versailles and the League of Nations, which got into European fascism and everything else. Then World War II. And you had the Marshall Plan and Bretton Woods. Then uh, you had uh, the third effort, he says, is the Cold World, a Cold War ending, where it became a unipolar world. And now it's this one. Now, I can't take any more people saying this is, uh, you know, a hoax. It's not really happening. Why would you think? Why are all of the biggest magazines think tanks scholars all talking about this including our president saying that there is a new world order you must break out of the box of your thinking this is happening now how it happens i don't know but one of the things that is happening is Russia and China are trying to collapse our dollar because we're trying to collapse Russia. So what did Russia do this weekend? Russia, the Bank of Russia, uh, has resumed gold purchases. 
More importantly, they are now fixing the ruble, 5,000 rubles per one gram of gold. So they're on a quasi gold standard now. If they attach a gold standard to the rubles, this is this is what the Bank of Russia is now doing. If they've already said we're going to shut down all oil and gas exports unless you buy it in rubles. Well, nobody wants rubles. They knew that. So now Russia has said we're on a gold standard. Now, it's not exactly that, but it's close enough. So you can take gold and send it to Russia. They'll give you the rubles. You buy the oil. You give the rubles back. They're stocking up on gold. This will be very, very bad for the United States. It'll be good, you know. For gold prices, if you have that, unfortunately, I don't think the United States has a lot of that. And will it work? Yes. Listen to this. This is from the CEO of BASF, which I'm not sure what they make other than they're a petrochemical company. And it's, you know, you if you watch like remember the days when you used to watch Sunday morning TV shows uh, on politics and it'd be like BASF. We make everything you need. Okay, like what? Everything. Well, they had the company that said, like, we make the things that you like better. So then they have yeah, like a maybe. slogan like yeah. that. They don't yeah. make the things you, you need. They make the things you need better. Yeah. So anyway, uh, you know, they make everything from, I don't know, tape to styrofoam to, uh, well, in this case, they, they make uh, fertilizer as well. So he did a um, the CEO just did an, an interview because they're talking about in Germany. Uh, what, what do we do without gas from Russia? And the new chancellor's like, don't worry about it. Just turn your uh, temperature down by two degrees. It'll be fine. And BASF is like, uh, that's a recipe for disaster. That's not going to work. They said, he said, we could be energy independent maybe in five years. But if they shut things down, Russia covers 55% of German natural gas. He said, many, many things would uh, collapse here. We'd have high levels of unemployment. Many companies would go bankrupt. It would lead to irreversible damage. It would put the German economy into its worst crisis since the Weimar Republic, many small, medium-sized company in particular, it would mean the end. We can't risk it. A delivery stop for a short time would perhaps open the eyes of many on both sides. It'd make clear the magnitude of the consequences. But if we don't get more Russian gas for a long time, we have a problem here in Germany. People often make no connection at all between a boycott and their own job. As if our economy and prosperity are set in stone. This is such an American problem. It will be a catastrophe. And we will feel it clearly next year more than this one. Because most of the fertilizers that the farmers need this year has already been bought. In 2023, there will be a shortage in poor countries in particular. For example, in Africa, will no longer be able to afford basic foodstuffs. This is a risk of famine. Okay, all right. Maybe we, maybe we should um, think about the whole new 
global order thing a little differently. Maybe we should all sit down and have a chat together. I'm just saying. Now, let me give you two other things. Uh, in Ukraine, they can't even get the tractors out. This is this is plant, you know, seeding time, field seeding time. And uh, they can't even get the tractors out because of the drones up in the air. The, the farmers are like, I'd rather not get blown off uh, my tractor with by a bomb. Uh, and so they're not planting the fields. They say um, it could go down as much as uh, 20% of the usual output. That might be a problem. Uh, they can't get the fertilizers. They can't get the fertilizer in China. In fact, uh, China is only going to produce about 40% of what it normally uh, what it normally does. And the good news um texas kansas north dakota oklahoma new york are showing the largest disc uh, decreases in overall cropland this year uh they are planning on in just those five states uh planning on decreasing the plantings only by almost two million acres so that's not going to be a problem they are growing more so soybeans but about 40 percent less corn so we can have soy and that soy sauce let me tell you something that soy sauce never goes bad i have soy sauce in my in my refrigerator you know like right next to the butter tray it's fantastic i've got like a year supply well at this rate now it'll change if we all get hungry but at this rate i have a lifetime supply of soy sauce and it never goes bad are they planting enough ducks for duck sauce? Because uh, I don't know. I don't. Yeah, I'm not. I'm concerned about that yeah, one. Yeah, that a one, duck sauce that shortage one goes a lot faster <laughs> yeah. than the soy does. All right. Sun Tzu pointed to the importance of knowing one's enemy. Well, who is the enemy? There's a great story that's uh, it was a Washington Post today uh, that was uh, saying, you know, I got to tell you, Joe Biden's economy is great. It's just inflation. You want somebody to blame, blame the Fed. Well, yes, except the Fed is in bed with the federal government. I should say the leftists of the government. Uh, if you want to you want somebody to pin the blame on just so we can fix the problem, not just to point fingers, but to fix the problem, it would be the Federal Reserve. Now, I don't know if you know the scary story of how it came to be, but it is the creature from Jekyll Island. This is a new book by the Tuttle Twins, and it's part of their series. But I, this one is so important. I think everybody should read this one, even Ben Bernanke. It is the Tuttle Twins and the Creature from Jekyll Island. It is all about the Fed. It's all about the tyranny of anybody that is like the Fed that can just print money and what it does and why it causes inflation. Most people don't understand what inflation is. They just know it's bad. I need the government to print more money so I have more money. Or I need, I need my boss to give me a raise so I have more money. Okay, without controlling the Fed, both of those really bad solutions because it'll only make inflation worse. You need to understand how our money works. And this is this is made for kids. But I have to tell you, you'll learn a ton. If I hadn't read the actual, you know, thousand page book creature from Jekyll Island, 
I would need this book, too. The Tuttle Twins giving away this book about money and inflation. It is free. All you have to pay for is shipping. Read this with your family. I don't care if you're 90 and your kids are 55 years old. Read this to your family. Everybody needs this. Tuttle Twins, they're giving this book away free. Just pay for shipping. Do it now. TuttleTwinsBeck.com. TuttleTwinsBeck.com. The creature from Jekyll Island. 10 seconds, station ID. Hey, did, did, yes, Stu. I was going to tell you, uh, BASF, we don't make a lot of the products you buy. We make a lot of the products you buy better. That's a solid slogan. It I, is. I remember but it thinking, doesn't, like, it's wait, also, you're not, what are you doing? Right. I, don't, I don't know. What, what have you done? <laughs> it's also a little <laughs> like a CIA slogan, isn't yeah. it? You still don't know what they do. <laughs> I don't. I <laughs> yeah. don't know. I mean, they just claim me to make everybody else's work better. Oh, my gosh. Is, it a, is there a chance that BASF hmm. is the company in severance? Have you seen that? No. You haven't seen that on uh, on Apple? I have not. It is, is it it's good? the bizarre, it's this most bizarre thing. Severance is something where uh, this company has designed a way they do something top secret. I don't know what it is. Mm-hmm. And they found a way to put a chip into your head and it separates your work life from the rest of your life. So you go in this elevator and it turns on the chip and you don't remember your other life. So whether you're finishing work and you're going down, it turns your work off. So you have a complete void. You have no idea what you're working on. Okay. This is an incredible opportunity for the woke culture. Oh, imagine if these companies could just turn turn off off. their employees' nonsense as they came to work. It would be great. This would would be be fantastic. Yeah, it's really good. But I think maybe that's BASF. Because they make your work day. We don't better. make the thing. We don't make the things you use. We make the things you use better, and in ways where even our employees don't know exactly what we do. I think I'd have a problem though. I think with that invention in particular, where they, you know, work is just going to be like, ah, forgot to switch it back to your private yeah. life. Sorry about that. You know, and I would also really kind of hate it if this was BASF because they're a German company. Hmm. Let's make sure we're very clear on what German (laughs) companies are doing. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, guess who's not laughing at preppers anymore? Everyone. Uh, People are just at the very beginning of going... Hey, wait a minute. Food shortages? What? Our world is in the beginning of a major crisis, and it's going to impact everything from food to gasoline, energy prices. Your your grocery. Did you hear in Germany today, the prices on all products in the grocery store went up 20 baseline, 20 percent to top of 50 percent today. Imagine that coming. Imagine that coming to a grocery store near you. May I suggest you, you check out My Patriot Supply right now? MyPatriotSupply.com. Uh, 
What? My Patriot Supply. dot com. Okay. Order, uh, order more of their uh, emergency food kits. Make sure your family is prepared. You'll get your order shipped to you quickly as possible. Uh, and it's free shipping. Your order is in an unmarked box, so nobody knows you're getting it. MyPatriotSupply.com. MyPatriotSupply.com. Well, the world is waking up to ESGs today, thanks to Elon Musk, but you've known about it for a long time. You can get all the details at glensnewbook.com. My disinterest in awards shows continues uh, <laughs> unabated. Uh, however, there are a couple of things that are kind of interesting about the Grammys that happened last night. Uh, Zelensky uh appeared and i think that is really interesting there was a big push for him uh to be on the oscars and he didn't respond or anything else and i think he knows americans hate the oscars <laughs> and hate, he didn't want to be a part of that hollywood crowd yeah, i'll bet you uh, that's maybe i mean i don't know how much we love our mus- musicians more no maybe. but i, I think it's more popular it doesn't have the backlash that the uh, the oscars has probably true and he, yeah. it certainly would have been overshadowed by what why the the whole will smith situation at the yeah. oscars anyway so that would i think out. even even what happened louis ck got a grammy i think this is way more fascinating than anything that's happened in any of these award shows yeah i think it's bigger than again he got he got uh you know off the front page Zelensky because louis ck a he did an album right uh and he was nominated for a grammy i didn't know that he was it was cool to be Louis C.K. again. No, I, I don't think it is. That's what I think is the most <laughs> fascinating part about this uh, is he released an album on his own website. None of the streamings or like nowhere else you could find it. You could only find it on his website. Wow. Uh, and uh, wow. Yeah. Just on his own. Unannounced. Just released it. And so it comes out and there's no buzz about it because there's no sales there's, yeah i mean, I mean sales know. for him yeah but nothing he's not climbing a chart nope. or anything there's no way to verify its existence or power yeah and louis ck is a guy who was caught up in the me too you know thing that happened mm-hmm. but has not at least in my mind had the moment where people step back and say yeah maybe we reacted poorly to that maybe maybe we overreact like aziz ansari is another comedian yeah. he got caught up in the me too thing was sort of canceled for a time and then people sort of stepped back and said wait a minute like we there's we don't have anything on this guy this is crazy he shouldn't be canceled and then he was back on netflix again mm-hmm. right like it, there was that process where everyone said okay that one was we went too far on that one mm-hmm. a little bit that did not happen with Louis C.K. Now, Louis C.K., I, th- I think, was um, an example of, I don't think he acted like a good guy. I think he's very creepy, a little weird. Yeah. But never was was even accused of doing something that he did not have consent to do. On. It was uh, just weird. It was like, we, he was weird. He was doing stuff to himself in other people's presence after he asked for consent. And the claim was... That th- these women felt as if they couldn't say no, so they said yes and state. So I don't now, know. I, I don't, don't know any uh, female comedian that would have a problem going. Uh, You're gonna what? No, if you, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. right. So I mean, I've always thought that Louis C.K. thing, you know, was a little strange the way it was handled. Yeah. But that's not like the mainstream Let's view. Not used the way it was handled. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. And so he releases this album, and somehow not only gets nominated for a Grammy. 
but wins. Yeah. Wins best comedy album. That shows white guys just don't pay for their crimes. And of course, that's what everyone's reaction is, which is bizarre because Aziz Ansari, who is not white, got right back on Netflix a few months later. Right. Uh, after his allegations. Uh, as far as I know, Bill Cosby did a lot more than I, any of these people. Yeah. And he's out of prison. <laughs> so I don't know. I will tell you what's what's crazy is uh, uh, I think this is happening just because so many people are just done with it. They won't say it out loud, but I think they're just done with it. Maybe you're right, but these are like Grammy voters. This isn't right. I think they're done with it. They won't say out loud. It's a secret ballot. You think? I don't think he would have won a Grammy if everybody had to raise their hand. I think you're totally right on yeah. that. I totally right. And, yeah. and and if you have not heard, I mean, look, Louis C.K. was always very talented. It's a really funny album. I mean, it's really, really a good special. And I'm, it deserves to win. I mean, it was really good, but it. I'm shocked did that the he guy, actually won uh, this thing. Did the guy who did, what was it, Inside? What was his name? Oh, so good. yes. Did he, did, he didn't win? I don't know that if he was, was even brilliant. Was he nominated for that? That was a Bo Burnham, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That um, was brilliant. I remember there was some weirdness about where he was nominated. He like he wasn't nominated in best mm. comedy album for some reason, mm. like our best comedy musical album. I don't know. There was something like that because uh. they they looked at they talked about it because of it's a lot of songs in yeah. that one. Uh, in case you haven't seen did, it, did uh, uh, did Billie Eilish win anything? I don't know. You, I mean, she won your heart. I I think. Well, no, I I'm <laughs> a fan of Billie Eilish and her brother. Uh, mm-hmm. I think they're amazing. The, the, he produces mm-hmm. all the music, right? He's a big producer, yeah. and he's also a songwriter and singer himself. Mm-hmm. And I like him better than than her. But um, man, I went, uh, I, I flew to Phoenix this uh, uh, weekend with my daughter, uh, my older, my uh, second oldest daughter, Hannah, and she's a big fan. I'm a big fan, and so we we went. I, that, this is a bizarre scene. Glenn you, Beck. At you a went Billy- to Billie Eilish <laughs> in. Yeah, Phoenix. in Vegas? No, Phoenix. Oh, in Phoenix. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. You, I, I just want to imagine that crowd. Uh-huh. Was yeah. there anyone taking video of you at the? No. At oh, I, I no. want some twenty-year-old to recognize you and turn around and take video of this and post it on the internet. It would have been fantastic. Yeah. No, I, I mean, <laughs> Hannah, Hannah took video. I mean, we could post that. Mm. Uh, but it was, uh, it was interesting. What? First of all, all these people, and I, I, I kind of sensing this from you. You hate Billie Eilish? No, I don't hate her. Oh, okay. No. All right. That's like others better. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. No. And you know what? The reason why I started listening to it is because Mm -hmm. my son got in the car and uh, he said, uh, have you heard this song, dad? This is what all the really uh, dark goth girls are listening to in school. (laughs) And I'm like, you got a lot of those. (laughs) And uh, and so I listened to it and I'm like, this is about suicide. This is really this is not good. And then so I started really listening and I listened to her lyrics and then I started doing my homework on it. She's actually and she proved me to be absolutely right. It's one of the best concerts I've ever been to. It's up with Michael Buble. Mm. Um, She has the same effect on her audience that Michael Buble has. I've never been to any show, any show where the spotlight 40 to 60 percent of the time is not on the artist. Okay, she's singing. Mm-hmm. But even the jumbotrons, they were grainy because it was so dark on her. It, it, she does not make it about her, uh, which is weird to mm-hmm. see. The lights are up on the audience a good portion of the time. And I've never been to a, a concert where every song, everyone is standing the entire time, unless she says sit down. 
everyone standing and they're all singing at the top of their lungs. I mean, you heard the audience almost at parody with her. It was bizarre. Mm. I, I wouldn't like I, I go to an, a concert to hear the artist. <laughs> Me too. Not the audience. Me too. And so. ta- and uh, Hannah said the same thing beforehand. I said, I'm going to be really pissed if I'm just hearing all these people who can't sing. But it became a really cool experience. Hmm. Very, very different. Um, and her message, her, and, and I knew this, I became a fan of hers when I started reading about her and her brother and how they work. She is, she's dark. He's yeah. light. Wasn't she's there dark. serious depression with her? Serious oh, yeah. depression. Uh-huh. Um, and she, she writes about the things that she experiences, um, A, to get it out of her system and to conquer it. It's the way she kind of conquers things. But also, she writes and sings about them because she knows other girls are going through the same thing. Mm. And so, like, the, the first song was, was, I don't know, it might have been a, I want to off myself or whatever. Uh, it was a really dark song um, with dark imagery. And right out of all of this, she says, you know, these nightmares are not true. These are, we all have them. We all have these kinds of thoughts and fears mm-hmm. and we have to listen to each other and be there for one another. And that's what tonight's all about. This concert, all of you, I always want, I don't care who you're sitting next to, but we're here for each other. And it was a really cool experience and very mm. different than anything people my age are used to. And mm. I thought it was great. Thought it was really good. Did you throw your underwear up on stage? I did. <laughs> yeah, I did. Uh, Cover the whole stage. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Draped over the entire drum set, <laughs> including the drummer. It was weird. Wow. Uh, by the way, I'm at the uh, age where I have I have a nine and a ten year old, and I listen to uh, a decent amount of kids bop. Yeah. Now, Kids mm. Bop, if you don't know, is you know it's a long series of albums. You know, thirty albums or something, where they do the biggest hits of the year. And it's usually kids singing them. Um, mm-hmm. Now it is all oh, kids singing them. Um, and and so, but they're safe. They're safe. So okay. they take yeah. songs that have very bad lyrics and they change them. Like mm-hmm. I was listening to one the other day, and and it's a song. I think they're mm-hmm. it's it's country song. It's the Applebee song, the country Applebee song. You know what I'm talking about? Uh, bougie like Applebee's. Uh, I don't okay, know. huge, 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 huge song. I can't believe I'm the only person in the world that's ever heard this in this room. It's it's amazing. But anyway, they talk about natties, meaning like you know beer, natty ice, you know, mm-hmm. uh, right? And they change it mm-hmm. to soda. So in the so yeah. it's like bougie like soda, which again I don't know why <laughs> soda. It's soda. Be, yeah. But I'm you know we're listening to this kids bop, and all of a sudden they get to I had a dream by Billie Eilish. Which is literally a song about, about killing, killing yourself, yourself. right? Yeah. Like she's the whole song is <laughs> the about entire, her. the entire, <laughs> the all the lyrics. Have to be, it could include like the bridge, right? <laughs> <laughs> like it's about like when she jumps off a bridge. Yeah. If I remember right, you tell me if I'm yeah. wrong, Glenn. She goes she to jump the golden bridge. gate. She jumps, jumps off a bridge. bridge. And she has a dream about it, and she thought it was a nightmare because she was killing herself. And then she realized that's actually what I wanted in the end, anyway, is to be dead. Uh, <laughs> Basically, yeah, what happens, and it turns around. It no, only it, turns around in the lyrics. So, do you know the Do you know the story behind mm-hmm. the song? It's yeah, amazing. Yes, I heard the whole. There's a whole okay. podcast out about yeah, this, uh, great. which is really interesting. And I, I happened to listen to it at one point. And the story is fascinating, and it, it it winds up obviously in a in a happy place. She she didn't land uh, obviously because she's still alive and doing concerts for Glenn Beck and his underwear. So this is she didn't die. That's the good news, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, but 
I don't know if if you need to have a kids bop no. version so about what suicide. What do the lyrics say? What do you mean? What do the lyrics say? Uh, on the kids side, it how do you make say, that? I mean, when I was listening to it, I didn't see much change at all. You can't. Don't think. No, I don't think you need that. <laughs> I think the if you listen, if you've never heard this song, which apparently in this room no one's heard any songs. Uh, but if 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 you've <laughs> never heard, if you've never heard this song, it's it's not quite obvious. It's not like, hey, I went to the bridge and killed myself. It's a little more oh, artistic, pretty, yeah, uh, you know, barely a little bit. Like yeah. you wouldn't necessarily hear. I had a dream. I thought it was a nightmare, but it turned out to be good. It sounds like it could be anything. Yeah. There are parts of it, though, that I think are are specific to suicide. But yeah, might go over kids heads. I don't think. Yeah, I don't think most kids would necessarily notice it at nine or ten years old. But like, do you need a kids bop version of a suicide song? Doesn't seem like it. It seems like that know. one you just skip and do one of her other tunes. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Suicide is become is has become a thing. I mean, it has. It is uh, really especially the, the last couple of years. Yeah, the suicide yeah. rate in this country. Uh, you know, I, I went on Instagram. And I posted something and just uh, Hannah and I screwed around and said that I was in Phoenix for the Billie Eilish concert. Oh my gosh, my Instagram posts were all like, "She's from the devil. She's." Really? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Really serious uh, backlash on it. And I mm. thought, you know, you should you should read uh, about or not not just take the songs yeah. uh, for what they're saying, but what the message is behind the songs. I, what I like about her, I like her brother better. I mean, you know, I don't mean it that way, but I mean, he's he's really positive he's got a new album out called optimist it's one of the better albums i've heard uh in a long long time he's great and his lyrics are all very philosophical and positive Mm. um and that's where you get the balance she had a dream i thought it was a nightmare he's the one that said no no no, you're safe you're safe that's pulled her out of yeah he pulled her out and that song is the split between the two and why she's so intent on making people know this isn't normal to feel this way do you think you you have to have people mm -hmm. that tell you you're okay do you think when she looked out in the audience and saw you she reconsidered i Uh, okay. Um, almost every day we hear about another major corporation that has gone woke, tormenting their employees with leftist propaganda, funding organizations that seem to hate this country, traditional values, the Constitution. That's why Patriot Mobile is here. They offer the same nationwide coverage as the major carriers do. They get the same great service, plus the peace of mind that your money is supporting free speech, life, and liberty. Patriot Mobile. They have plans to fit any budget. Their 100% U.S.-based customer service support team provides exceptional customer support. Patriot Mobile shares your values, supports the organizations that fights for religious freedom, constitutional rights, sanctity of life, and our veterans and first responder heroes. It's PatriotMobile.com slash Beck or call 972-PATRIOT. Get free activation the offer code Beck. PatriotMobile.com slash Beck or 972-PATRIOT. The Glenn Beck Program. This is the Glenn Beck Program. I just want to give you a flashback, see if this sounds familiar, from 1978. 
SNL. Inflation is our friend. <laughs> For example, consider this. In the year 2000, if current trends continue, the average blue-collar annual wage in this country will be $568,000. Think what this inflated world of the future will mean. Most Americans will be millionaires. Everyone will feel like a big shot. Wouldn't you like to own a $4,000 suit and smoke a $75 cigar, drive a $600,000 car? I know I would. But what about people on fixed incomes? They have always been the true victims of inflation. That's why I will present to Congress the Inflation Maintenance Program, whereby the U.S. Treasury will make up any inflation-caused losses through direct tax rebates to the public in cash. Now, you may say, won't that cost a lot of money? Won't that increase the deficit? Sure it will. But so what? We'll just print more money. We have the papers, we have the mints. I can just call up the Bureau of Engraving and say, Hi, this is Gemma. Roll off some of them 20s. Print up a couple of thousand sheets of those century notes. Sure, the glut of dollars will cause even more inflation, but who cares? Everybody will be a millionaire. Million. Millionaire, I guess is what yeah. <laughs> it ended. Amazing. That is, does this sound familiar at all? The, uh, it's modern monetary theory. <laughs> it, it really is. <laughs> they, they, that, people really keep is. giving credit to these obscure economists. It was Dan Aykroyd, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. When we come back, uh, I'm going I'm to teach you something that I learned over the weekend about our money. It's amazing. This Next. is the Glenn Beck Program. Let me tell you about American financing. If you are looking to save money, you're looking to buy a house, uh, if you want to uh, get rid of those high-interest credit cards, now's the time to do it. Now's the time to do it. It's interesting. Uh, they haven't seemingly, like, the market keeps going up, but we're, they don't seem to be pricing in the fact that inflation and, and interest rates are going to be going up. I mean, this is something where you have this small window before they've actually increased where you can lock these low rates in. And I have a feeling, I mean, the Fed now has just just came out what last week or the week before and said, looks like we could go up in the next few months, two points in interest rates. Oh my gosh. That is gigantic and will really That's hurt. Tens, hundreds of thousands of dollars on a home. Yeah. Uh, so call American Financing today, 800-906-2440, 800-906-2440, or AmericanFinancing.net. It's AmericanFinancing.net at 800-906-2440. Do it now uh, while you still can. All right. We want to talk a little bit about Title 42. And for the life of us, we can't come up with any political reason why the Biden administration is doing this. Coming up.
about to hear is the fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. I want to talk to you about what is happening on our southern border. On May 23rd, the president is lifting Title 42. Now, I'm going to explain all of this in a second, but the DHS is now bracing, and I'm quoting, for as many as 500,000 migrants in the first six weeks. 500,000 in the first six weeks. They're talking about taking doctors from our VA hospitals and bringing them down to the border. Um, can you think of a good reason? Can you even think of a political reason to do this? Unless you just want to cause chaos and destruction. People say, well, they want voters. No, 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 because they'll lose too many voters on just this. Really? Is that what they're looking for? Help me out. Because it happens on May 23rd. And uh, gosh, if we keep going at this pace, there may not be a country left to vote in by the fall. We begin there in 60 seconds. On another brilliant move, the state of Washington has decided that by the year 2030, they are going to completely ban non-electric cars. I'd like to say that would never happen, but yeah, yeah, I've given up that phrase. Bad news is this is the kind of thinking that is catching on and it's already difficult and expensive to get your car repaired now. Imagine when the government says we want all these cars to be replaced. You're not going to be able to find and afford to fix your car. This is insanity what's going on. Carshield.com slash Beck. This is a way for you to get your car fixed and you lock in your prices. Right now, if you call 800-391-8888, you'll save 10% on your plan and you'll lock in the pricing for as long as you own that car. So your price never goes up, even though the rates of fixing your car are going to go way up. Carshield.com slash Beck. It's a way for you to uh, inflation-proof your car repairs. Deductible may apply. Call 800-391-8888. It's carshield.com slash Beck. Okay. Welcome to the, uh, welcome to the program. Uh, we're, we're so glad that you are. Um, we're so glad that you're here today. Let me, let me just go through what's happening on our border. The DHS is bracing for as many as 500,000 people coming across our border in the six weeks following Title 42 being lifted. Now, our White House has announced that this is happening on May 23rd. So we're giving everybody, all of the enemies of the United States, plenty of notice. It's going to be chaos on our border that weekend. And probably for the next month. So you want to come in, you want to, you know, drag some missiles behind you. We're probably not going to catch you uh, because there's going to be 
hundred thousand people. Uh, According to uh, uh, the Border Patrol, if half a million people come in one month, that is an emergency. There is no way we have enough federal agents and NGOs and NGAs. There's not enough people going around. It's literally going to be a revolving door, getting people in, getting people out. Um, There's not enough medical personnel. You know, we want to give everybody a vaccine. If you want to come in, you got to get a vaccine. Uh, Not enough medical personnel to provide the COVID vaccines that the Biden administration has promised anybody who comes across. I don't think that's really a, hey, we're going to give you a, a vaccine a vaccination. I don't think that's actually a draw, but maybe maybe to some it is. And we and that's the thing. This is the only vaccine mandate that has any sort of legal standing. Right. We can absolutely tell people coming into our country. We have borders. We have our sovereign nation. We can tell people coming into our country uh, whether they can get. I mean, we, we require all sorts of vaccines and medications for people many times just to visit, let alone coming across the border to to immigrate into the country. We can do that. It's amazing that this long after we're trying to take and tell truckers in their trucks by themselves driving around the country that they have to get vaccinated or they can't work. But we have not been doing this to illegal immigrants crossing this border. I I flew this weekend. I can't take the mask thing anymore. I can't, can't believe this. Still I can't it. take the mask anything. Insane. I can't. And one, uh, on the flight out, I went to Phoenix this weekend, a flight out. I walk on and I have the, I mean, I have the mask right at the tip of my nose. And the stewardess, as soon as I walk in, she just points at my nose and gives me a dirty look like, get that above your nose. I just wanted to say, are you serious? So I did fly there on the way back. At least the pilot got it. The pilot was like, I am sorry. We have to ask you this. This is a federally mandated rule. And I know it's not happening everywhere else, but please do this. They're very serious. They can take away your right to fly and everything else. I mean, it enough, enough, especially on an, I mean, do we have to say it, especially on an airplane with the highest quality air filtration you get anywhere in your life is on an airplane. And this is the place where it is. And the reason why it exists still, it's the one place that they have Joe Biden can still control. Yep. That's the one he can't control. Florida can't control Texas, can't even control California, but he can still control these planes. So they're talking about now giving all these vaccines and they're they're thinking about pulling medical personnel from our VA hospitals. Are you kidding me? Mm. People who went to combat might have to wait for a while because we got to give medical attention to illegal immigrants on the border. Uh, The Biden administration is also looking at doing NTAs notices to appear with minimal biometric data and vetting just to get people through they're also mean they also are considering skipping critical paperwork uh so i mean they're going to come in and i mean if i were an enemy of this country i'd be i'd have my plans already made i'd i'd already be here i'd be in mexico waiting right now luckily they've announced the date so I know you can plan I know. your travel to our border to cross in illegally. Well, the Biden administration is also going to deploy a smart app for the illegals to use to submit to pre-screening. So we're going to provide our tax dollars 
are going to provide an app for illegals to use so they don't have to stand in line so long. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. It's CBP one. It's an app originally devised to make it easier for known travelers to enter and go across the border. It is now being thought of uh, as an easy way for folks just to get in. They are now preparing for double the number of migrants that came in 2021. It's double the amount of people that came in in in, uh, 2021. So the first year, how many was that? Was that two million? Did we hit two million? I don't remember the number exactly. It was huge. It's got to be two million. I bet it's two million because if 500,000 are coming in in the first six weeks, that's got to be a bit of a number of four million by the end of the year. That'll be six million new people. Oh, and by the way, they're not completely blind to the problems it's going to create. There's going to be a lot of people whose um, pronouns the Border Patrol is going to get wrong. And so they put out. Uh, last week, some new regulations. The Border Patrol it has all of the LGBTQI plus uh, pronouns and the ways to deal with people, the gender neutral language, and they will be held accountable if they're not using gender neutral language. Our border, our border patrol. God bless those guys. I don't know how you guys are doing it still, but thank you, thank you for doing it. So border crossings, 2020, 400,000, 2021, 1.6 million. So just four times, that's the fiscal year 2021, but four times the amount. And they're expecting an increase from this. Double. This has been a crisis since Joe Biden walked into office. Day one. And you remember the people coming across saying, yeah, well, we, we know Donald Trump didn't want us here. And Joe Biden said it, we should come. He, yep. he said in the debate in front of everybody that we should come to the border. So we've been given permission to come. We're, we're here because of Joe Biden. That crisis hit. There were a few questions from mainstream media. There was a good, if you remember this, a shocking uh, spattering of journalism, a scattered shower of journalism, if you will, for about two weeks where they asked questions about this and seemed to cover it in mainstream media because it was such a crisis. It has not abated since then it's increased the problem has been is worse from when that first started under biden has increased this entire time and remained at these high levels and now he's going to do this which is something that is guaranteed to make the problem much much worse and this is why we kind of you as you were teasing earlier we were discussing off the air what just politically speaking what is going on here because the 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 history of this title 42 is basically at the very beginning of COVID, Trump stepped up and said, hey, we don't know what's going on with this. We don't want any outbreaks coming in across the border. We need to shut we need to shut that situation down. And Which get- is completely consistent with all of his other policies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, he got blamed, you know, oh, he's a racist. No, it's consistent. It's consistent with logic. Yeah. Oh, it is totally consistent, especially when Mexico, especially at the beginning, was doing nothing Nothing, uh, nothing. to to fight COVID at all. So they had massive, massive problems going on there. And President Trump said, look, we're not going to import COVID. 
we're going to have to deal with our own stuff here. Let's not import it from other countries. Mm -hmm. Totally sensible thing. The left, of course, jumped to the conclusion, well, he's always wanted to close the border and he's just using this to to halt people coming across. Same people who are screaming at us that we have to have masks. We must stay inside. Fascinating how Uh. this happens. So Biden comes in on a campaign, especially to his hard core left-wing supporters where he tells them constantly i'm going to undo all these unjust border policies of donald trump number one on the list is this is title 42 so he comes into office everyone's expecting within the first week he's going to lift this thing because obviously it's just it's just a you know targeting minorities well he doesn't lift it and then we have uh, a, a period where the we start having lower death rates from covid we have our spikes but they're not as bad as previous ones and everyone's like hey why are you why are you keeping this this title 42 thing going why are you blocking people from coming across the border and biden's answer was basically we just take covid way too seriously it's so serious we can't we can't do it and nobody buys this no the people on the left correctly say you're just you're just extending trump's policies because it what helps you control the border and you don't have another massive political crisis on your hands but we don't care about that you told us you're going to do it you better do it so this pressure has been rising from the far left for a long time and now here we are in 2022 the elections underway uh, uh, you know basically we've already had primaries like we are in the middle of it right now and right now is when they're going to lift this this uh rule which is going to allow millions of people to cross the border and it's almost definitely going to cause a massive crisis which is just if you're going to do it Either you do it when you first get in and you get through that wave and you by the time 2022 rolls along, you're through it or you wait until December of 2022 after the election's over when you still have Congress. You don't need Congress for this particular rule, but like you still have the support, you get anything you need to get done, you could still get done. And you'd think they would go along with it, that you'd think they'd get it done after the election. Instead, they're doing it now. So he either thinks He's not considering politics. He's got something else on his on his mind, which is chaos, chaos or squirrels with Biden. Who knows mm-hmm. what it is? <laughs> it could be anything. Right. Or he's thinking we are so lost in this election that we just need to shore up the base and get as many of these blue districts to remain blue. Forget the purple ones. They're toast already. Just go after the hardcore supporters. Could be that. But I mean, that's neither one of those is is really is because your hardcore supporters are not enough they're just not enough especially i mean look the the democrats were always the ones that were against illegal aliens you know caesar chavez was against illegals caesar chavez went to the border to turn people around and to show how bad it was have always been oh horrible because they take good jobs away from americans Americans are struggling right now, really struggling hard. Their taxes are about to go through the roof, through the roof uh, because of the Biden budget. I mean, it is taxes, 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 taxes and more taxes. Uh, And you're going to be you're going to be hammered by prices or taxes one way or another you're going to be paying for these taxes from the budget uh, because they're they're killing jobs our tax hike is going to go up to 28 percent for corporate so you know that's higher than 
communist China's income tax on corporations at 25. Europe is at the uh, their average rate for corporate taxes is 19. We'll be the highest in the world. What do you think that's going to do to hiring? And when there are more mouths to feed and our cities are overrun, how do you think that's going to work to the Democrats' advantage? It's not. So help me out. Besides chaos, what is your goal with this? What is your goal? Back in a minute. American Financing, NMLS, 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. Maybe you just hope that the press won't cover it. Soaring inflation is pushing the Fed to raise rates quickly and aggressively. We are talking now about two points. Two points in, um, uh, in um, interest rates. That will cripple us with our federal budget, but it could cripple a lot of people with your credit cards. Holy cow, because it'll be more than two points for you. That's what the bank will be borrowing money uh, for, two extra points. That's coming. Please let the experts at American Financing give you a free mortgage review. It only takes 10 minutes to see what your loan options are. If a consolidation loan is the right answer, you could skip up to two mortgage payments and close in as little as 10 days. So call American Financing now. 800-906-2440. 800-906-2440. It's AmericanFinancing.net. 10 seconds. Station ID. Oh, my gosh. You want to add top of this? Barack Obama is going to the White House tomorrow when he will join President Biden and Vice President Harris for a health care event. He's going to deliver remarks celebrating the success of the Affordable Health Care Act and Medicaid in extending affordable health insurance to millions of Americans. This is being done because... Uh, Joe Biden is going to be adding more benefits, more benefits to the uh, uh, to Obamacare. Fantastic. Right. Just as we're getting all kinds of new citizens without jobs. How 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 does this work, Stu? How does this work? (laughs) It doesn't. This is why we oppose it. But this, I, I don't know, what is it, Glenn? Is it ideology? Is it something? Guys, I don't think Biden is the, is, he's not AOC, right? He's, he's always no, sort of, but he is, swam he, with the current. He is um, a great reset guy. Yeah. And it, you have to collapse. The system is waiting now. Mm-hmm. The system is there. Before, they didn't have a system for this to, to collapse into. You know, you never collapse something unless you have it ready to go. And I really, truly believe they are just waiting for the thing that will make Americans go, okay, all right, just I'll do it, whatever, just go. Um, And this just adds to that pressure, you know, increasing taxes. I mean, the taxes alone 
if you don't think all of that tax money that's going on to the corporations is going to be paid for by the consumer, you're sorely mistaken. If you don't think that it will it will cost jobs, you're sorely mistaken. You know, it's going to mean lower uh, uh, employees hiring, uh, lower uh, em- employment numbers. It's going to mean higher inflation. It's going to be extra frustration because you won't be able to make ends meet and your employer is not going to want to give you a raise and you're going to have to pay through the hidden tax the passed on tax every time you go try to buy a product that these corporations are selling because they're not going to take 10 percent of their earnings and just eat it they're going to pass that tax on to you back in a minute The Glenn Beck Program. We have a very brave governor on with us in just a second. Um, I'll introduce you to him. My pillow. You really want a comfortable pillow? Mike Lindell has his My Pillow products. The pillows are great. The sheets are great. The Giza Dream sheets. These are made from Giza cotton, which is the world's best cotton. They're ultra soft. They're breathable extremely durable and right now they're at the lowest price ever they're 60 percent off coming in as low as 39.99 with a promo code back i would not be raving about these sheets unless they really were the best these some of the best sheets i've ever slept on really they are so great 60 day money back guarantee super super soft and coming in now at 39.99 60 percent off just go find your size and the, the and the uh, and the set that you like. MyPillow.com. MyPillow.com. If you use the promo code Beck, you'll save and you'll get a copy of Mike Lindell's free book with your purchase. Enter the promo code Beck while this special lasts. 800-966-3117. Head over to BlazeTV.com slash Glenn. The promo code is Glenn to save 10 bucks off your subscription to Blaze TV. I want to introduce you to a governor that you should know. He's from Nebraska. His name is Pete Ricketts, and he's joining us now because he is actually trying to veto federal funding uh, that he says will make people more reliant on the government. I tend to agree with him on this, but he's a Republican who's fighting the Republicans who are going to override his veto. When you hear this story, I hope if you're in Nebraska, you will call your uh, your uh, legislator and say en- enough is enough. Welcome, Governor. How are you, sir? I'm doing great, Glenn. Thanks very much for having me on. You bet. So tell me the situation. This is this is about the the money that was going to help people pay rent because of covid. Right. Right. Exactly. So this is the emergency rental assistance program It was about a twenty five billion dollar program. And, you know, when we have emergencies, we recognize we need extra assistance. You know, first of all, Nebraskans always take care of their neighbors. We saw that in the floods we had in 2019 and through this pandemic. And so we have an emergency. We ask for extra assistance. But we also at some point have to recognize that the emergency is over and we don't need the money for the assistance anymore. 
And that's what's happening right now. You know, I ended the emergency for the pandemic last June here in Nebraska. Good for you. And uh, so we just don't have a justification for taking this money. It's supposed to be tied to paying for people's uh, people who are impacted by COVID. And, you know, we do this for floods. We do it for tornadoes. We ask for emergency assistance, but we don't ask for the money if we don't have an emergency. And right now, we don't have an emergency. We've got the lowest unemployment rate in the United States and lowest in state history. We've got more people employed today, 16,000 more people employed today than we did pre-pandemic. More people employed in manufacturing since 2008. And frankly, none of the nonprofits who are asking for this money have ever been able to show me that somehow things today are different from 2019. So we just don't have a justification for taking this money. And now, of course, the second round of this emergency rental assistance program is not even tied to COVID. You can just pay people's rent. Well, that's big government socialism, right? We don't want to just pay people's rent. That's not who we are in this country and certainly not in Nebraska. Uh, And yet I've got a legislature who is trying to, who's passed a bill, which I vetoed, that is trying to force me to take this additional federal money. And the veto override will be tomorrow, Tuesday, April 5th. And so I'm encouraging people to reach, reach out to their state center and tell them, don't take this big government socialism program. So what is the Republican excuse for this? Because you have, if I'm not mistaken, you have about 40 percent of all the money from the first round still sitting there waiting to be used. So if people need to have a, a bailout, you know, on their rent because of covid, uh, find it kind of hard to believe at this point. But if you did. All right, you got 40% of the money you got last time. So what is their excuse as Republicans? Yeah, no, you're exactly right. We, we've, we've used, um, actually, we've only used about 40% of the money, so we still have oh. plenty of the money left through the end of the year. You know, you can apply in September, and it'll take you through December, and I don't think anybody's thinking this emergency is going to last longer than that. In fact, our hospitalizations are the lowest we've had since uh, maybe July of last year. And so their excuse when they say this is, like, well, it's free federal money. And, of course, it's no, not, it's not free, free federal money, right? It's oh, not free. We pay that. Free. It's our taxpayer dollars, right? Yeah. And they're like, well, what if some other state gets it? I'm like, well, first of all, when we have emergencies like floods or tornadoes, we ask for money if we need it. But if we don't have an emergency, we don't ask for the money. If another state has a tornado, they ask for the money. So this is not, we're not an emergency. We shouldn't be asking for this money. It's just wrong. And then, of course, they're like, well, if we don't take the money, somebody else will get it. Well, that like, just means that somebody else is going to be paying people to stay home. That's bad for them, right? If, if you're paying people's rent and all the other benefits we've, we've doled out here in, here in the state of Nebraska now, we're either, we've either distributed or in the process of distributing over $21 billion, you're paying people to stay home. And I've had landlords contact me to tell me, like, they see the people that are in these programs, and they're, they're by and large, a lot of people who could be working. And that's the problem is if we're paying people to stay home, they will. And that's what we need to get people back to work. These programs are corrosive. They, they teach people to be reliant on government, especially when they're not even related to being uh, COVID-related anymore. Yeah, I, I understood, you know, when the government was putting people out of business and then telling people, you, you know, you don't have to pay rent. Uh, okay, what about the landlords? And, you know, what about I didn't have a job because uh, I didn't have a business because you told me to close down. At that point, I understood it, especially, however, um, in your case where there are more people employed than there were prior to the pandemic. You seem to be on the right track. One of the few places that are really on the right track. I know wanted help wanted signs are everywhere here in Texas. And it's not because we're growing jobs faster than we're importing people. 
It's that there are too many people that just have decided not to go back to work or that those jobs are beneath them. This is very un-American. Have you asked those Republicans uh, where their principles are? Well, that's part of the problem, isn't it? When I talk to some of these Republicans about this, they're like, well, I'll take that into consideration. Take it into consideration? Yeah, I know, I know. It's like, hey, guys, this is about principles. Like, we as Republicans stand for, of course we help people when they're in need. But if we're not in need, we don't just dole out government money to people. That's not who we are. But unfortunately, many times you get so many uh, folks who get elected that don't have fundamental principles, and so they kind of blow in the wind, whatever the, you know, the trend is, you know, whatever the du jour of the day, you know, the, the policy yeah. that the buddies are all trying to get them to do. You know, you got all these lobbyists in uh, our Capitol building telling them you got to take the money, and that's part of the problem. So may I ask you, I just looked up your unemployment rate. It is 2.1. And yeah. I don't want to just go off the unemployment rate, but uh, there are more people in Nebraska employed than pre-pandemic. Uh, yeah. pandemic. Because they're, you know, they've recalculated the way that we look at our unemployment now. They just stopped counting those people who could be working but aren't. Um, so what are you doing to get it to 2.1? Well, first of all, we never shut down. We never had a statewide mask mandate. We never did vaccine mandates. We slowed the spread of the virus while letting people live a more normal life so that we were able to keep our mortality rates down, keep kids in schools, keep people in their jobs. And that momentum helped to carry us through this pandemic. And like I said, I ended the emergency last June on the pandemic. So we're, we're actually pretty much back to normal now, which is why we don't need additional programs to pay for people's rent. We're back to normal here. Uh, there, you know, there's always been people who have been impacted by different circumstances that need help with their rent. And we should work to help those people. But a big government program like this, where it's another you know, $120 million coming into our state that would just basically teach people to stay home, that's not what we need. That's not how we're going to get people back to work. Uh, we need to engage people and get them back into the workforce. You know, Here in Nebraska, we do have the highest workforce participation rate, the highest employment to population per capita ratio. So Nebraskans do like to work, but we need more people back in the workforce, and paying them to stay home is not going to do it. Governor, I have to tell you, um, this is the best story I've heard in a while. The... Uh uh, the, uh, the story that I always loved from the depression was Hoover Hoover. There was a, a big storm. I think it was here in Texas, a big storm uh, that went on and he decided to, uh, dispatch the feds to help. And, uh, the, the County turned them around at the, at the, uh, the County line. They block the people, not the police, the people block the road and turned the trucks around and said, we don't need any help. We're fine here sent the trucks back home. Congress wanted to pass for all this support. Um, it was uh, uh, it, it failed. And the American people actually raised more money than what the bailout would have been. We are in a time now where people are just expecting everything. We're living in a in a, a, a time where everybody feels they're entitled to something. I am glad to see the state where my grandmother uh, uh, lived and my mother was born in, I am glad to see that you are uh, uh, holding up the work ethic and the ethics that made America truly the, the breadbasket of the world. Well, thanks. And, you know, Nebraskans do. They take care of each other. That's what we should continue to do is look to take care of folks in our local communities and not ask for federal money when we don't have a federal emergency. We're, we're supposed to be taking care of ourselves. That's 
always been the strength of our country. Going so, back to Alexis de Tocqueville, he commented on that. You know, in the 1830s, that's the strength of America. So uh, a lot of people who aren't in your state would go, oh, well, it's a politician. He's probably running. You're not you're you're term term limited out now. What's correct. What's next for you? Well, first thing I'm going to do is go on vacation with my wife. Yeah, I want to stay married. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, I want to stay involved in uh, politics and public policy. I just don't know what that looks like right now. Okay, good for you. Thank you very much, Governor. I appreciate it. All right. Hey, well, thanks a lot, Glenn. You thanks bet. for having me on. Governor Pete uh, Ricketts from Nebraska. Isn't that amazing? Call call your uh, senators um, if you live in Nebraska and tell them, okay, enough is enough. Do we have some principles here? Well, this other states are going to get it. If Just say this. If everybody was jumping off a bridge, would you jump off the bridge? Do I need to be your mother? For the love of Pete. All right, let me tell you about Rough Greens. Don wrote in about his dog's experience with Rough Greens. He said, I've never seen my dog lick the bowl clean as often as she does now. And it's because she's looking for remaining traces of Rough Greens. She loves it. Thank you so much. No doubt about it. Don, your dog is not unusual. Uh, If you just started Rough Greens, you ain't seen nothing yet. Wait until you start to see the changes in your dog's behavior and activity level. It is truly remarkable. Because Rough Green's not a dog food, but a supplement that you put on the dog the dog's food. They love it. And it's probiotics, antioxidants, vitamins, minerals, omega oils, all the things that your dog needs for a healthier life. All the things I guess we can make it taste good to dogs, but we can't make it taste good for humans. Is that what I got here, folks at Rough Greens are so confident your dog is going to love it. They want to make sure that uh, you don't you don't pay for it. Uh, they'll just uh, charge you for shipping for the first bag. Just put it on your dog's food because it's no good for you if your dog doesn't eat it. But they know they're they're going to love it. Um, it. You just pay for the the first bag. It arrives. You put it on the food if they like it and they're eating it. Order the bag, the next bag, and watch your dog change its health and attitude and activity level. 833-GLENN-33, 833-GLEN-33, roughgreens.com slash Beck. The Glenn Beck Program. Miss a day, miss a lot. Visit blazetv.com today and never miss a moment of truth. Welcome to the uh, Glenn Beck program. Still, I'm going to show you some things. Uh, and if you have the blaze, you can you can see this now on the blaze. But I'll I'll describe it if you're just listening to us. Uh, do you know what this dollar bill is? This is a dollar looks looks normal, except for maybe one thing on it. Besides the wording at the top. Yeah, it's a little bit older, obviously. Yeah. Uh, the blue blue seal. seal. What's blue it say seal. at the top? Uh, let's see, silver certificate. Silver certificate, mm-hmm. okay. Mm-hmm. So this this is what our money looked like when we were still gold and silver, okay? Mm-hmm. So you could trade that in for silver. Now, I learned something over the weekend I didn't know. Mm. Uh, when we went to war, you know, you bring over pallets of cash. See if this sounds familiar. You bring over pallets of cash. And when you do pallets of cash, because you might lose, and you're not going to be able to just grab the pallets and run with the cash, mm-hmm. you might have to leave it behind. 
in World War II. Does that sound familiar by any reason? Or any? I kind of remember this from the Afghanistan yeah. withdrawal. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's a lot of caches laying so around. So when we went to Africa to fight against Rommel, we printed these dollars. And these were the pallets that came to Africa. Notice the difference. It's not a blue seal. It's a brownish it's seal. A, yeah, it's like a yellow, yellow, yellow yeah. seal. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, when the Japanese bombed us in Pearl Harbor... Uh, this is one's in bad condition. It's a brown seal. Brown seal, yeah. And just to make sure, we we took all the money and we stamped Hawaii on, on the, back. the back. Yeah, okay? big, just, big letters. Just a big stamp on the back just says Hawaii. You know why we did that? Why? Because if we lost the island of Hawaii, we didn't want the Axis power to have all of our cash. And so what we did was we made sure that if we had to leave Hawaii or if we lost in Africa, we could just say the treasury is no longer accepting the yellow seal or the brown seal marked Hawaii. Hmm. And that way the Axis power couldn't use the pallets of money. Now, let me ask you, do you think we did that in Afghanistan or on the tarmac in uh, Iran, we just even if you didn't cancel it, the, when we sent all that pallet of money over to Iran, wouldn't it have been interesting if we marked it in some way so we at least knew how it had traveled, mm. whose hands it got into, whose hand mm. is that going to? We didn't do that. Uh, not that they'll admit. Now, maybe they did, but gosh, that's fascinating. It's fascinating. They would honestly uh, that the U.S. government would even think about this. <laughs> I feel like they're so incompetent. I know. Isn't that just like that's I a, mean, this this smart. shows you the greatest generation. Mm. This is this is a generation that it's not like, oh, you know, we just print more money. No big deal. We got it. Isn't this what they're going to claim, though, is the benefit of the new digital programmable dollar? Yeah, well, in seeing that we did it in 1941 without any computers, <laughs> I think we can do it. The I know way. what your argument is, but isn't their argument going mm-hmm. to be? Yes, it will. Well, be. We can just turn off the Russian oligarchs money when we Correct. want to. It they can't be. spend it anywhere. It will be. That just will probably be. scare you, not because uh-huh. you're a Russian oligarch, but because well, what of who that, they're going to vilify in the future. What does that do? With Russia, that creates a new, entirely new market that goes around the federal government, right? What do you think will happen when they start shutting down people, Americans, from that because you're spending it in the wrong way? It will create a black market that goes around the federal government. It's the worst idea you can think of, but that's exactly the ideas. I mean, I think I missed the commercials. Do you have a really bad idea? One that will destroy America? <laughs> then you need to apply at the White House. I mean, honestly, it's such a bad idea. Of course they're going to do it. That's <laughs> kind of their standard at this point. <laughs> really How is. bad of an idea is it? <laughs> no, come on, kid. You're a rookie. We got really <laughs> bad ideas over here. Let me tell you about Grip6. Uh, they are a great company. They have comfortable, fashionable, customizable belts. They have awesome wallets. They have great socks as well. We even saw an incredible preview of, of the socks when Glenn 
put his foot up to the camera last week. Uh, that was a wonderful moment. Again, Hall of Fame broadcaster, as yep. you, of course, noticed. I mean, uh, come on, man. That's what you would expect from Hall of Fame. You'd never I remember do when it. Walter Cronkite did the you whole You wouldn't fl- do it, would you? No, all right. I would not. <laughs> right. Uh, but they're great socks. I could tell you that for sure. Wear them all the time because they're super warm for this impossibly cold studio. Uh, but also, uh, they're just, they're not like super thin or super thick. They can fit in your shoes. Uh, the belts are really uh, stylish and cool and simple. And all of this combines to uh, to tell you about a, a company that makes great products, but also well, believes, in, a, Hall of Fame. believes in America as well. Uh, <laughs> Grip6.com slash stew is the place to go. Use the code stew for 15% off. It's grip, the number 6.com slash stew. Get 15% off right now. Grip6.com slash stew. Welcome to the Glenn Beck program. Elon Musk, over the weekend, bought a few shares of Twitter. And he's now the largest shareholder in Twitter. Is there maybe a Twitter Freedom Day coming? I'm not really sure. But I want the life of Elon Musk. You know what I mean? Getting up in the morning going, hey, you know what? Let's go to Mars. Wait, before we go, I think I want to buy Twitter because they're pissing me off. Is that the great? There's a guy who knows how to be a billionaire. Now, let me tell you about realestateagentsitrust.com. If you are buying a home, if you're thinking about selling your home, now is the time. Now is the time. Uh, We are going to see some problems with people buying homes because the interest rates are going up through the roof. And if you're looking to buy a home, you, you have to have the right real estate agent. You have to know which one is going to get your the most money out of your house, get you out of that house as fast as possible because they have the right advertising campaigns uh, and a real pro on negotiation for the other side of the bargain, and that is buying the new house. So whether you're selling your house and you're moving across the street or you're selling your house and you're moving across the country, realestateagentsitrust.com will be able to recommend the right real estate agent for you. This is my company. These are agents that don't work for me, but we have vetted them. We have 10,000. I was just told this, Stu, uh, last week. We now have 10,000 real estate agents on a waiting list to be a part of our network, but we won't, we, we won't do it because we can't 
we can't keep on top of 10,000 people. So Incredible. we keep the number as low as we can to be able to make sure that we are following everything that everybody's doing because we want to recommend the right people to you. Realestateagentsitrust.com. All righty. So Elon Musk, he did a couple of things that I love. He acquired almost 10% of Twitter. It makes him the largest stakeholder. Jack only has about 2% of the company. Now, so far, I believe this is a silent partnership part. I mean, he, he can do some things, I guess, to gain some seats on the board. And I wish you would, Elon, please. <laughs> I mean, and this is what he, it is 9% stake is what he disclosed in a financial disclosure, right? So we don't know how much he has now. Could be more. Oh, that's what, yeah, that's what he bought. Yeah, this is what he bought so far, but he could be, he could have been acquiring it the whole time. Mm. He seems to be pretty focused on Twitter. He seems to be critical of Twitter. And he seems to be stepping up to the plate. And you, if you happen to be Twitter, you might not want him stepping up to the plate. Oh, please <laughs> step up to the plate. Wouldn't it be nice to have somebody that, like Elon Musk, is out there actually saying the truth and batting for you? And I, I say this. I mean, I, you know, look, I don't agree with Elon. The guy is a global warming guy. Okay? Like, not just a global warming guy. A guy who believes it so much. He's building spaceships. To get off the planet. Now, I personally believe that it is global warming plus what he sees coming in technology because he believes transhumanism is coming and he believes that the human species will will not exist on Earth by 2050. And so he believes that the only chance of the human's Actually, being like we are now, not not engineered, but being like we are now, the only chance of survival is on another planet. Um, but anyway, well, I mean, that's the point, though. And this is a guy who acts on what he believes it. Yep, and he's living a yep an incredible life. And he really, really is. just be like, ah, screw it. He's and he earned it. I mean, yeah. he he made yeah. his own money. I mean, he took bailouts or not bailouts, but he took money uh, during TARP. Uh, which I didn't like. Was it TARP or was it he? He got a lot of the uh, cash for clunkers or something. Uh, the there's tons of incentives to oh, buy electric no. cars built into our economy. Yeah, he might have done that early. Well, yeah, Tesla gets a ton of that money because they're the only, really, the only electric car out there. I don't think now you have to. He, he's be been opposing a, it now. He's been saying he doesn't want it um, yeah, because it comes with strings attached. Now you have to be a union shop. Mm. You have to be creating good union jobs. And that's not them. No. It's, it's such a fascinating... This is one of the reasons why people are fascinated by him, but he does not fall into... Any easy category. Any easy category. And, you know, he's been opposing... One of the big things in this... One of these big Biden bills, I think it was Build Back Better, was a fortune to build an electric car charging network across the country. Mm -hmm. He's like, well, we're already doing that. Well, we don't need your money for that. We're doing it already. Uh, we we we're, we and, and they don't and, want him to do that because you can't control that. Yeah, uh, and uh, you know we've talked a, a decent amount about the car industry over the past few months, and as people may note, I'm now past seven months of ordering my uh, car, and uh, still do not have one. I'm I'm already looking for a gift for your 12 month anniversary. Uh, it's gonna be it's gonna, it's be, gonna nice. be special. It's gonna be special. Yeah. Uh, we'll bring candles in. <laughs> but there is you have the Tesla chargers, which work on Teslas, and then you have other charger networks that are being built 
by other companies like Volkswagen is uh-huh. building a big one across the country. But you see the locations of them. If you if you buy a car that is not a Tesla, that's an electric car, and you want to use a fast charger. Now, you can charge it at your house, but it takes a long time, multiple days, if you're just plugging it into a normal outlet. Uh, it is You can get it done overnight if you get special industrial strength stuff installed into your house. Right, but I mean, that's what you do if you're going to get it. You want to save money at the gas pump. Yeah. You just get one of those big, expensive superchargers, you know. Or, you know, if you can't afford it, a lot of people can't. Don't worry, your car will be charged in three days. What? You have some place to go? I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> but it's true. You can find Tesla chargers at malls and restaurants right. and, and all over the place. Mm-hmm. Gas stations, movie theaters, uh, movie theaters, places you pull up. There's one at the place I take the kids to breakfast. They've got two Tesla chargers right out in front of it for, I mean, they're rarely filled, but still they're there. They're there. Uh, a lot of times they're there. In better parking spots than the handicapped spots. Oh, yeah, they're always in the front or close to the front. Which is incredible. Yeah. Uh, But that network is built out relatively widely depending on where you live. You look at the other one. One of them is called Electrify America, which is, I think, the Volkswagen one. And they're building it up. And they have, like, fast chargers located, like, for the Dallas-Fort Worth area, which is a big, you know, city, huge city. It's only on the, like, on the extended exurbs Right. Like if you're going from here to Austin on the way out of Dallas, you can find a charger. Right. But that's it. And there's one place there on the road. You better stop there or you're going to have to plug in and wait for three days at somebody's house. Right. You've got to stop right there if you're not driving a Tesla. If you're driving a Tesla, well, there's 15,000 places to go. And they're building that out. You know, on you would own. think that maybe people would learn the lesson of uh, a universal plug. Hmm. How about how about everybody just makes the same plug? I mean, if I'm running a car company, I'd be like, will it work on everybody else's plug? Oh, there's there's already even outside of Tesla. There's two different options. That's some stupid. Stupid. you look at the places. Dumb. Some of these some of these charging stations have to have three different kinds of quote unquote pumps to be able to hook up to the three different kinds. That is just so stupid. I mean, eventually, it's I think it is going to unify behind something. But Tesla wants it to be there. So here's the here's the other thing. Uh, fine, fine, but whatever. Then yeah. If you're Volkswagen, make it like Tesla. You'll double the value. You'll double the value. Anyway, um, uh, another thing that he tweeted this weekend. Let me see if I can find the exact uh, verbiage. Uh, The more I study it, I don't have it right in front of me. Hang on. Um, I think he said, the more I study it. Here it is. I'm increasingly convinced that corporate ESG is the devil incarnate. Now that's saying something. That's not Glenn Beck saying that. No, that that's coming from a guy who believes in global warming. Built an electric car company. Built right. a spaceship company. <laughs> right. Okay, a spaceship company. Right. He he believes it's the devil incarnate. That's remarkable. Anybody Elon Musk saying this will change the uh direction. Because Elon Musk, there's a lot of people who, you know, don't listen to me or don't like me or whatever. That's definitely true. Elon, I can back that up. Okay, all right. No, it's definitely uh, true. So, Confirmed. But Elon Musk. Fact check true. Is. 
Okay, we got it. Uh, but Elon Musk has such a wide reach universally. Yeah, I, I get this from people all the time when we have events and stuff and people are walking around like we have the museum here or something and we're talking to people who've been listening to the show for a long time and they to convert it to this particular topic. It's I've had to listen to through you know, get through 25 segments of Glenn blathering on about ESG scores and I never heard it from anybody else. And then all of a sudden, everyone's talking about it. And that is, I think, the case here. You're seeing it with Elon Musk. You're seeing it. If you read any financial publication, they're talking Everywhere. about it all the time now. All the time. Um, th these things, you know, people try to say it was a conspiracy theory. Obviously, it's not. It's something that is building in a big way, is already taken over Wall Street. And, like, I, you know, like, the, the concept is somewhat understandable, right? Like, if you could, if, if they gave you an option to invest in things that promoted the free market, promoted individual rights. I'd love it. I would be for that. It's like, you know what? I don't like these algorithms that uh, sort my news. Okay? I, I'm not against them. Mm -hmm. I'd like to control it. Yeah. I'd like less of this, more of this, less. Give me a dashboard so I can control it and find the setting for me. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So I don't have a problem with that. And if you wanted to do ESG, then could you do, uh, you know, uh, one on the Constitution, one on yeah. uh, values, one on, you know, not having your son sell out to communist countries. I mean, I <laughs> just say it's not as catchy as it's ESG. It's not, but, mm -hmm. uh, you know, it, Burisma would be out. Uh, <laughs> you know, Bank of China would be out. <laughs> right. The city of Moscow I couldn't <laughs> invest in. You know, if you if you wanted to have ESG, because this this is the dumbest part of their argument. This is only done for people. A lot of people want to invest that way. Yeah, I know a lot of people that would like to not throw their money behind places like Disney. But are you showing me all the ones, all the companies that are so woke and are spending tons of money? Verizon giving money to Planned Parenthood. I'd like just a, a fund called B for babies. You know, hey, these are all the companies that are not investing in killing babies. Mm. That would be great. And you can pick whatever you wanted. That's not what this is. Right. A menu of options is something I, I think that is great. It is a free market thing. Mm -hmm. However, the way that they're instituting the ESG is not necessarily stopping at a menu. They're implementing it in a way that they can't get capital if they do not hit the the requirements of this menu and so it's it's controlling the way that companies do business and that is the problem you know you're like how you can look at what has happened over the past couple of months and think that what we need to do is invest less in fossil fuels is beyond me we absolutely should be investing more even even elon musk who is again a not just a global warming believer but is completely insane in this belief yeah i mean he is farther to the global warming alarmist side than almost anyone i know in the in the entire uh, public life he is literally that far he's done certainly more to uh, not just step up and tweet about it not just hashtag he's built multiple companies to address this yeah. he's risked his entire fortune mm -hmm. to do this to stop global warming 
And here is he. He's saying things like, hey, we need to really up uh, ramp up our uh, oil and gas. Correct. <laughs> drilling here in the Correct. United States because he's it only helps realistic. his company. Right. But it's, it doesn't in the end. Yeah. By the way, uh, the new budget uh, from uh, Biden, 11 different tax increases on the oil and gas industry, um, which uh, the deduction, they're getting rid of the deduction for intangible drilling costs, which allows independent producers to immediately deduct business expenses related to drilling, such as labor, site preparation, repairs and service work. Uh, 2014 by Wood McKenzie Consultant repealing the de- the deduction for those would result in a 407 billion dollar reduction in investment, roughly 25 percent of the capital used by producers to continue investing in new projects. Okay, mm. but but only 25 percent. That's one of the taxes that he's putting on oil and gas. Plus your ESG. Back in just a second. I don't know if you saw, but uh, it looks like Russia is going going on a gold standard. Russia is saying you can only buy their um, their oil now and gas in rubles. Nobody really wanted to do that. So what did Putin do? He said, um, you know, five thousand rubles is worth I think one gram of gold, and you send him the gold, he'll give you the rubles. Then you can buy the oil and send the rubles back to him. He's just he's putting a gold standard together. Not going to be good for those who don't have a gold standard because we are not even thinking about it. And the world will reset. Please. Things are going to be so radically different soon. And you're going to be in a situation to where you're going to have to make choices that you're not going to want to have to make. But by not making the choice to call Goldline today, you are making a choice and it will limit what you're able to do in the coming months and years. Please, please. By the way, him doing uh, uh, Putin going on to the gold standard. What do you think that's going to do the price of gold? And what do you think it's going to do for those who bought paper gold? It could end that market. Goldline. I have trusted them. They were a. I was a client of them before they were a client of mine. Uh, I believe in this com- uh, this company right now. They are offering six percent in bonus medals for qualifying IRA orders that you can either put into your IRA account or have delivered directly to you. Call Goldline today. Eight six six Goldline. Eight six six Goldline or Goldline.com. Ten seconds. Station ID. <laughs> So, I love Governor DeSantis. I think he's great. Uh, he was in a speech and he said he's thinking about reevaluating Disney's special privileges for Florida. He said, somebody said, hey, Disney has all these special perks. Should you retaliate against them for coming out and demagoguing this bill? I said, I don't believe you retaliate, but I do think, as a matter of first principles, I don't like special privileges in law just because one company is powerful and they've been able to wield a lot of power. Uh, you have no idea what that means to Disney. That would be massive to Disney. When Walt first started to uh, negotiate for Disney World, 
he was buying up so much land and only the, the all the states were vying uh, for him. Texas, I think it was Missouri, it was uh, St. Louis and Florida. They were in the the end in the at the very end. It was just between St. Louis and uh, and Florida and St. Louis would not allow a park that didn't carry beer. I think that was the thing in the end that killed it. Um, and he wanted Florida really bad because of the sunshine. But Florida knew what he had done to California. And he said, I'm going to make whatever state it is. I'm going to make it the number one destination in the world. And uh, Florida wanted it really, really, really bad. So he negotiated a deal. If I put my park here, I'm practically not in Florida. I don't have to worry about your laws. He has the right or had the right to his own nuclear power facility. He has the right to his own police force, his own towns. They, that is property as close as you can get to not a part of Florida. Nobody, I don't think anybody in the world has this kind of deal with any land. They wanted it so badly, they gave him everything. They process their own garbage. They, they have their own recycling. They have everything. Water filtration. They do all of it themselves. They don't want the state. That's why when you go to Disney, if you've ever noticed, as soon as you take the exit, all the roads change. Because that's their property. They maintain those roads. Those are their roads. You do notice the difference. You do, immediately. Yeah. Because it's theirs. Um, and you take away those special privileges and Disney is not going to like it. Can you imagine Disney inspectors, you know, a, a, a state inspectors coming in and inspecting absolutely everything? And and uh, I want to see your plans for this. I want to see your plans for that. What are you doing with your water and your garbage? Whoa, 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 whoa. Your police... Yeah, let's uh, let's let's talk about some of these things. Now, some of these have gone away because of Walt's death. They let them erode, but there's still a ton of privileges for Disney. And Governor DeSantis, oh, I urge you, I urge you to open that up. You want to see a corporation get really quiet? Open that up take those special privileges away. That's why they're so arrogant. The Glenn Back Program. American Financing, NMLS 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. Inflation is rising. There are worsening bottlenecks. Grocery stores are struggling to keep food on the shelves, and it is only going to get worse. A huge recession and uh, a collapse of our dollar. I, I think I'm safe to say I don't know when, but a collapse of our dollar is coming. It is coming. In what we're facing now is going to be unlike any recession we've ever had. It will harken back to the Great Depression, at least that level. Uh, we're going to make it, but you got to do some things to prepare for it. you got to start looking at your world in a different way. First thing you do is make sure that your mortgage is not adjustable, that your mortgage rate is locked in as low as you can. You get out of those high interest credit cards because those aren't locked in and it's going to get really bad. Pay them off if you can. If you need help, look at your mortgage. Call American Financing right now. 
they could save you up to you know a couple hundred bucks to a thousand bucks a month you can close in as little as 10 days and skip two mortgage payments it's americanfinancing.org americanfinancing.org Welcome to the Glenn Beck program. Glad you're here. Uh, I want to fix something. In my last commercial, I said it was uh, AmericanFinancing.org. It is not. It's AmericanFinancing.net. AmericanFinancing.net. Okay. Um, let me go back to let me go back to Ron, De, uh, Ron DeSantis uh, coming out and saying, you know, I might look at some of these special perks. You really want to change? Well, first of all, let me say this. Can you imagine if your family owned a huge swath of land and because of that, you were just getting richer and richer and richer and more and more powerful in the state? Do you think if your parents set it up and then died, you inherited it? Do you think your kids, the third generation, do you think they're going to be in touch with the people? You think that they're going to care really about anything or do you think they're going to be so arrogant? They've had no laws apply to them. So they're special in this state. Everybody else has to, but not us. Do you think they're going to be monsters? <laughs> yeah. And the company has turned into that at some point. It's a level. monster. So when you say they're not, they don't have any of these laws apply to them. Like, you know, the, if there's a murder that happens. The police come The in. regular police come Yeah, in. The FBI comes in for that. Or will this, it could be a state police right yeah state until the fbi arrives that's right. a that's a well yes yeah, yeah, some some yeah crime. um but uh, like if you're you're breaking a major rule outside authorities may come in but if you're on the normal like I, like you're i'm not, looking at the list of this law enforcement handled by yeah by they have their own Disney. jails they have everything they have environmental their own mayor. protection imagine yeah. a company with no environmental protection rules. imagine There's so uh, no 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 Imagine a company that is on swamp land, okay? All that water, they're on that land, and they can move as much dirt anywhere they want, any way they want. They don't have to care about, oh, the pockmarked, you know, uh, alligator. They don't have to worry about any, any environmental uh restrictions this is something that exxon would dream for dream of <laughs> right. okay they don't have to worry about that imagine you are a company that is doing rides roller coasters all these things you don't have to worry about the building codes don't worry about Wait, it so they get to judge the safety of their own rides yeah, they have their own building codes yeah because because they they were responsible they were a responsible, reasonable right. company. Now, and the reason why is not because of the amusement park. Okay. The reason why Florida gave it to them because Florida politicians wanted the money mm -hmm. and wanted Florida to become the number one destination, which it is. It okay. This actually is one of those ideas that worked. worked. Mm -hmm. Okay. The reason Walt wanted it, however, and would not negotiate on it is because he wanted to build Epcot, which is not what you go to now. Not an amusement park. He in was his mind. trying. He wanted one only because Roy made him. 
the Magic Kingdom was going to be the only thing for rides. Okay, that would fund EBCOT. EBCOT, Experimental Prototype City of Tomorrow, he was redesigning everything about a city. I mean everything. And so he wanted his he wanted to have the right. I need nuclear power to run this. He could build a nuclear power plant. <laughs> I, I'm going to put all of the traffic, you know, four stories below the city. All traffic. Okay. And he had the right to do any of it. It's fascinating. Still and has it. It's interesting because as a person who likes limited government, I like this experiment and I think there should be more of this stuff going on. But, he, but they're the only ones that get it. <laughs> well, th that's the problem, right? right. It's, it's, it's just doled out to this one company, which now seems to want to get involved in state matters like the, uh, I hate to call it the don't say gay bill, but that's what everyone knows it by at this point. Uh, because th this is sort of the tie because I don't personally like the idea and i know maybe this makes me a squish and a wuss but i don't like the idea of just changing rules for unrelated revenge reasons like you did something i don't like you oppose this bill don't say gay that i supported and now we're going to come after you and punish you i don't like i don't like that because it has nothing to do with their their um their rights as a self-governing entity if the self-governing entity is bad policy overturn it for that reason if it's good policy not only keep it but give it to others so this was good policy for a long time mm -hmm. okay but it's no longer good policy it's Be now become bad policy because they're so arrogant you want to stick your nose into can you imagine do you think SeaWorld got all those perks? No. Yeah. Uh, so can you imagine trying to compete against Disney that can build a hotel to their specifications? Not a single EPA guy comes out to say, you can't put that building here. Nothing. You want to talk about an unfair advantage? That would be it. That would be it. Imagine trying to compete. And it's it actually hurts the city of Orfla or of Orlando, because you don't they have so much land. If you're going to Orlando and you're going to go to the park, you're going to probably go there if you can afford to stay there. OK, but the reason the reason they're gouging your eyes out. Imagine how much it costs just for the environmental impact in Florida. They don't have to worry about it. Oh, my gosh. And again, like, I think that seems to be the type of policy we should pursue for lots of companies. If you buy your land, you should be able to do, do the what things, you want on the uh, land. You want on them. I mean, within, uh, within, reason. within reason, right? Um, you know, like build your own nuclear power plant. Yeah, that, that one <laughs> might be a little questionable. <laughs> well, uh, that's when in a time, though. Yeah. At a time we believed in nuclear power. Yes. Uh, I, some of again, us still do. Uh, there's a lot to be said for this. Yes. Uh, but uh, I think what Ron DeSantis is doing here is it's he's trying to say, you know, not it's not revenge. They have these perks. And if they want to be involved in overturning laws, then, uh, they, need to then be they need to be a part of the exactly state like everybody right. else. Right. That's exactly. Like right. step up to the plate and say, Hey, uh, I'm a full citizen of this community. And then my voice will matter more when it comes to statewide events. I believe events. they have their own educational system for kids. I think they have their own educational system for their employees, kids mm. on property. And they're no, they do their own thing. Imagine that.
Imagine being able to be a. Imagine ha- being able to say it's incredible power. I mean, yeah, uh, Mercury Studios. I'm going to set up a school next door. I mean, nobody would you would want to do that except for history. We'd be very good at history. Math would be like I don't know, twelve. Uh, <laughs> That's but, the highest number. So twelve. <laughs> it's all. It's on this ruler here. Um, but uh, uh, imagine that. Imagine being able in your own town to not have to worry about going to anybody for any permit. Just we're going to start our own school. Yeah, and you really do uh, see the advantage this is. This is It's not just a nice thing for Disney to develop their property. It is a structural advantage against all the other, Universal and all, all these the other, other parks companies. that are sitting there trying to, yep. to do this. They don't have any of these perks. Only Unfair Disney does. advantage. And like, look, I would like to see probably it go the other way and give more of these rights to more companies and private landowners. But until you're going to do that, you know, do do they have this right to be singled out like this if they're going to come in and criticize the people of the state who elected these representatives to pass laws? Just you got to you got to. It's like if you if you want all this free stuff, zip it. You know what? If you don't want the free stuff, fine. Complain all you want, and you can be on the same playing field with everybody else. If you want all this free stuff, if you want all these awesome perks, then zip it. The reason why. The, the reason one of the reasons why Walt was so adamant about it, not only because of Epcot, <clears throat> but because he had learned he was over in California and he could not do things in California. Imagine. Imagine if you had to build Disneyland in California today, you couldn't do it. Just the he built that he was raising money the summer of 54 Got the money, and I think September announced it September October ish, and cut the ribbon in July of fifty five. Mm. You couldn't even get the calls; they wouldn't even <laughs> called you back from the EPA. <laughs> and he got it all done. But he got it all done. Yeah, that's why this is such a disadvantage. You're right. Repeal them for everybody. Let's let's talk sanity here. But nobody wants to be sane. And I've seen some other people on Twitter and stuff saying, well, we should go after everything. We should go after their trademarks, for example. No, we should not. Like, I don't think I, I don't think they should be treated more poorly than any other company no, they because they have an opinion, Here's on, an a, a dumb opinion on a bill. Here's an idea. What Disney is experience experiencing is equity. Mm. Hmm. I'd like equality. Just because of their status, they shouldn't get more. Right. And just because I don't like them, they shouldn't get less. They should live under the same rule. This is a crazy idea. Everyone should. Man, we should write this down because I find this almost self-evident. Everyone should live under the same laws that everyone else has to live under. Seems old and antiquated and dusty. It does seem dusty. Yeah. Don't even write that down. What a waste of ink. (laughs) All right. Evelyn wrote in about her experience with Relief Factory. She says, I was unable to walk further than one house away from my own. Now I'm feeling so much better. I think better than I ever did before. I can't put a price on how good I'm feeling. I'm so overwhelmed with joy. I just want to write and say thank you. Evelyn, thank you. I love hearing stories like yours. I used to live my life in probably not as much pain as as you were in, but with a lot of pain. 
and it stopped me from doing all of the things. And honestly, I got to the point where I like, this is going to be my life now. I, I, that was so defeating. I hated that. Now I have my life back and you can too. Will you just try for three weeks the quick start? It's $19.95 from Relief Factor. It's a dollar a day. You take it three times a day. Hundreds of thousands of people like me and like Evelyn have ordered Relief Factor and about 70% of them go on to order more. ReliefFactor.com. 1-800-4-RELIEF. 1-800-THE-NUMBER-4-RELIEF. Go to ReliefFactor.com and feel the difference. Stay informed. Sign up for the free newsletter today at glennbeck.com. Yeah. Welcome to the uh, Glenn Beck program. Stu seems to have kind of a a tough time with this DeSantis no, I, 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 I'm, I am skeptical of things that feel revengey. Like, yes. I, was DeSantis planning on doing this before they came out against this bill? No. Like, it didn't seem like I didn't hear. Well, I mean, but we weren't thinking about arresting Ted Bundy before he started killing people. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but that, what I, this isn't necessarily tied directly. He's made a tie. Yeah. I like the policy, so I'm willing to accept his tie. But you think it's. Uh, but, but I mean, like, clearly he wasn't doing this two months ago and now he's bringing it up because he's upset at the way that they're handling this and they're coming after no. a law that that representatives of the people wanted and, and his point is and look, the people of florida want overwhelmingly yes. when it's when they're told what's in it uh, it's a you know it's a 70 25 issue correct um so and they are i mean think of disney is not just disney but also the movies um they're also marvel they're also star wars Mm-hmm. Uh, they're the parks. They are ABC News, ABC Television, uh, and they're also what am I missing here? ESPN. I mean, their effect on culture. They say, "Don't say gay, Bill." It's the "Don't say gay, Bill." Oh yeah, and every, you can't find headlines no without that wording used. I mean, the media has wholeheartedly correct uh, embraced it. And where did it come from? You know, I. I I went back to to try to trace down where this came from because it's always in quotes. Well, who said it? Where, where did it come from? What do you who are you quoting? Does anyone know who they're quoting? I can't find exactly where it started. The first tweet comes from some really random uh, organization yeah. about like the right to read. Mm-hmm. And then uh, there's another. There's a bunch of you know uh, rainbow Democrats and equality Democrats that all came out on the same exact day, seemingly out of nowhere, calling this bill the exact same thing. It's really, really fascinating to trace the history back. So I can understand like why. Look, you don't you don't get these perks uh, if you're going to try to uh, you if you want to be a full member of society in florida then you need to be a full member of society in florida florida yeah florida didn't give it because of any other reason than they wanted the tourism okay Mm -hmm. so they so disney made good on that and florida has been a good partner for disney yep um but now disney is changing the rules they think that they're big enough and important enough and they are they are bone crushing 
bone crushing. If Disney doesn't want something to happen, look at their response to this. 50% of their programming. Think of that. Think of the ripple effect of 50% of their programming being changed to LGBTQI. Yeah. 50%. That is earth changing, literally, globally changing. You need special exemptions for what? You don't need any special exemptions from us. And, you know, if you want to be a good steward, I mean, you would have lost your EPA thing if you were out just shooting alligators all the time. Yeah. Right. You know, for sport. It's not, it's not unlimited. They're, right. Yeah. They're a good they are a good steward of the property. However, you're not a good steward of the other rights that citizens have. You don't even play game. You don't you don't play ball at all. You're mm-hmm. on your own separate court with your own rules. And you're telling us how to play the game. No. You get into game and you're playing by the rules everyone else has to play by. Then we'll listen to your opinion. Yeah. I, I think that, you know, you got to make the decision. Is it good policy or not? It stays if it's good policy. But I would like to see any. I'll give that those rights to anybody who's a, a, a generally speaking, a good steward of the community. And we'll zip it on these issues and stay the hell out of them. Stay the hell out of these issues. Mind your own business if you want perks like this. Do what you do. That's it. Mm-hmm. That's it. Yep. Just dress up in a big clown or a mouse costume <laughs> and make my kids happy and shut up. The Glenn Beck Program.